This week on the BAMFcast, dying is easy, rock and roll is hard. Red Star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey! BAMFcast! BAMFcast! Wow, wild one. Uh, episode 387. <laughs> yeah! Woo! All right! Hooray! 387. Okay. Very significant number. Sure. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here at Bamfcast is we go and we talk ourselves, talk about a <laughs> fuck. Go, what do we do? I don't know. We we go and we <laughs> watch ourselves. We watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Oh. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. However, there are bad, bad movies, and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one of five bags after bags of trash. Trash is... Trash. We don't like trash. Bags of... <laughs> wet, yeah. soggy garbage. Huge sacks refuse. of shit. Refuse. Throw it away. Then we refuse to watch it. So... Except we did. <laughs> uh, you, if you've listened to us before, you know we might have uh, a slight inkling towards watching the movies of one Mr. Dolph Lundgren. Who? We've seen a couple of He's his films. on our Mount Crushmore. Right. And therefore, we decided to not only watch one that starred him, but was written and directed by him as well. And that is 2009's Command Performance. Yes. Mm. Dolph doing all the things. So let's get a quick plot summary for this thing out of the way. And we'll talk more about it. Okay. When the Russian premiere is taken hostage at a rock concert in Moscow, it's up to a, up, up to a drummer, an ex-biker, to save him. What? Yeah, that, that yes. It's not also an ex-biker. He's both. Yes. He's drummer and an ex-biker. You can be both. You can. Totally can. Current drummer, ex-biker. Yes. And that's Dolph. That is Dolph. Yeah. He is not the Russian premiere. No. No. <sighs> this is the Russian premiere of Dolph Lundgren, though. Uh, <laughs> no. He, sure it is. He must no. break you. He, he fought a big match yeah. against No, I don't think so. Man. No, I don't think so. I think this is the first time. Okay. For Dolph. Fine. fine. Mm. No, this is his 27th film. <laughs> Maybe in View to a Kill. He might have been Russian in that. Never heard of it. Mm. It's for the best. So, yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen Die Hard? I have seen Die Hard. Never I, heard of it. Have you seen those movies that they then say are Die Hard? On blah, a blank? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like Always s- bet on black. Like Sudden Death. Sure. Die Hard in a hockey rink. Why not? Yeah. Under Siege. Yes. There, there are lots of these. Speed, mm. in speed. a way. Speed 2. Speed 2, yes. <laughs> Cruise <laughs> control. And, yes. Well, did you ever think, I want to see Die Hard, but, like, in a auditorium? Die Hard at a pop slash rock concert in Russia? Sure. Yeah. Well, but somebody did, because that's what Command Performance is. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well. So that's what that means. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Huh. Didn't we determine that the title, we figure it's that lame because some of the other stuff that it should have been does not translate to other languages well? Probably. That It's a, it's a guess, but... It's got to be. It, the written title had to be what comes up in the film later on. Yeah. Has to be. Mm-hmm. So, because Command Performance is a lousy, generic, bullshit title. Yeah. If I saw that on a shelf, I wouldn't pick it up and go, what's yes. this Dolph Lundgren movie? I would go, yeah. Command Performance. Eh. Yeah. If you were at 16,000 movies, you would walk right by that one. Yeah. 
to be like, that's the red violin. That's yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies. Ugh. One of those merchant ivory things. <laughs> yeah, where they're selling elephant tusks and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what the those literal were translation were, of merchant ivory. Yeah, I don't know how they made twenty seven <laughs> yeah. movies about the same there, damn there, thing. There was that one elephant named Howard, yeah. and then he had his end. <laughs> And we, could, and we took the all, next day. All they the found his ivory. remains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you tell we wow. don't really want to talk wow. about command merchant ivory jokes? Everybody, uh, <laughs> welcome to the 387th Pamcast. Yep. Yeah. The so, end of the line. Okay. Command performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts. It's it's a bunch of TV footage of the fall of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and it kind of merges into some something that's happening within the movie itself not just stock footage and it's a like a disgruntled general guy who's you know trying to spiffy himself up because obviously people are coming oh just tears pouring down his face you know like, yeah his wife something, something's not going crying. well and yeah he's no put, he's, he's having putting, a bad day he's putting on his fancy dress yeah. uniform and there's like news reports like ah, this guy's an asshole and no more of that guy and then you know so some people show up and they're like hey we've got papers and he's like oh yeah well I've got gun. I shoot my wife. Take that. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> <you> shoot my <laughs> wife. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then uh, while they're like, hey, no, hold on a second. He blows his brains out right when his kid runs in the room. <laughs> he also shoots his wife. Yeah. Well, yes, he shot his wife. Yeah. That's why we said that. Somehow I did not like I was paying attention. I just didn't hear it. It's all right. Just yeah. In one ear, out the other, yeah, like yeah. a gunshot yeah. to your wife's head. <laughs> oh, did we mention he shoots his wife? <laughs> yeah, we, I think he also shoots up. his wife. <laughs> did you mention that he shot himself? He did. In la- front of, later, shot himself in yes. front of his son when yes. his son like, ran the into the room. Are you saying he shot himself <laughs> first and then shot his wife? No, yes. no, no, yes. no, no, no. He After shot his wife first. Oh, oh, then okay. Yeah. You forgot to mention that he shot his wife first. <laughs> but then before that, a bunch of dudes walked into the room with, That's a, right. with a piece with, of paper. With a paper. They said, sir, we have papers. <laughs> sir, it <this laughs> says, shoot your wife. I thought that was... <laughs> I thought they were like, you've been served. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, he served yeah, himself. He, oh. First, he lost but a dance. He, yeah, his wife. he was like, I'm terrible at dancing. I, I cannot can, accept this I can serving. only do robot. I'm sorry. All so I have then, to give for the <laughs> Russian Federation is robot. The only way he could redeem honor with his family is By to... shooting his wife. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and then, then himself. himself. In front of his son. <laughs> How did we salvage that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, then his kid runs in as he's blowing his brains out and brains all over kid's face. Right. And the movie gets weird, like, you know, just quick cuts and weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And then cut to... Now, which is 2009, yes. and mm-hmm. it's concert prep. Yeah, yep. Dolph rides up in a sweet motorcycle, and and it's weird because like at first you see what are obviously production trucks, and you don't really know the setting or what's going on. And it was like, are, did they inadvertently get the production trucks probably in the shot here? Yeah, I believe they did. But then you notice like there's there's uh, you know banners on the side that say uh, Venus, um, which we don't know what the fuck that means yet, but mm-hmm. it's the pop star that's also in this movie. Mm-hmm. But he rolls up and it goes in and has practice session, warm-up session. Uh, yeah, they play their one song. Yeah. To make yes. sure they know it. Sound check. Because it's their one song. Mm-hmm. It's the one song Dolph learned the drums for. Yeah. He's he's the drummer for this band. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's good at drumming in one song or yeah. looking like he's drumming. Yeah. Yeah. And while they're playing their one song, we meet the pop princess, American pop princess in the back who's like manager is calling her by her real name. She's like, I'm Venus and I'm biggest thing. And I'm going to 
be huge. What are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. And all that, you know, prima donna bullshit. And yeah. then she spots Dolph from a distance. He's like, ooh, who's the drummer? Yeah, because he strips his shirt off. He's sexy and twice my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least. I I was pretty sure there was going to be a drinking game for how many times does somebody say, who's the drummer? He's <laughs> cute. Or also, what's your name? <laughs> or what's your name? You're cute. Yeah. He, the the drummer of this band is very popular, obviously, because he's it, Dolph it's Dolph and yeah. he directed it. So therefore, of course, he's popular. Uh, but like, oh, oh sweet. Okay. You're Dolph Lundgren. He's not like it's not like, oh, he's an inconspicuous drummer who's just been caught up in shenanigans. No, he's the most conspicuous. Like everyone in the in this shitty band is just, yeah, that dude's a Russian. And then there's Dolph, who's just Why is he in sweaty and shirtless and, and tattoos and, you know, blonde, spiky hair. And everyone's like, ooh, he doesn't look like everyone else here. And so there's a lot. There's like five minutes of people just constantly like, what's your name? Tell me about you. You want to come back to my place? <laughs> yeah. If you want an indicator that Dolph both wrote the movie and directed the movie. Yeah. Look no further than basically everyone fawning over Dolph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At any point. I mean, the guy's in good shape, but mm-hmm. he's like 50. Yeah. And she's supposed to be the hottest pop star in the world at, at about like 20. 19. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but also like whenever their band is performing, the camera doesn't give two shits about anyone else in the band. It is constantly just Mm -hmm. jib cams around Dolph's head and close ups of him drumming and stuff like that. He is the star of the band. No, the jib cams come later. Oh, yeah. All the shooting. Uh Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so then we cut away and we see the Russian premiere and his two daughters. Well, his two daughters are hanging out in in their plush living room and watching that Venus's videos on her sure. iPad or whatever. And they're like, Oh, we he's like, he's go like we got to get ready. And they're like, Oh, just a couple more minutes. Now, what, what any person would continue watching videos on their iPad rather than go get ready to see the person live kids, man, goddamn millennials. All right. <laughs> Russian millennials. Oh, even oh are they in a hurry? <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Enjoy. Life. Well, I just mean that <laughs> yeah. he's like, Russian millennials he's... are killing concert. <laughs> He's basically got to yell at him, like, hey, go get ready. Stop watching the yeah. person on the video so that we can go meet her and see her perform live. That's kids. Okay. That's totally kids. <laughs> go to any concert. And All right. people are just fucking around on their phones while people are on stage playing music. Uh, okay. Well, that's. But yeah, what so happens. they just they get ready. So they we've got Russian premiere, no wife. Don't something happened to her. We don't know what. It's mm-hmm. like no, but mentioned sort of offhandedly, like, "Hey, sorry about your dead wife." Yeah, someone comes along later. I think it's the American ambassador is like, "So what? Sorry to hear about your beautiful Russian bride who yeah. died oh, he's horribly." Like, oh, look, look, your daughters look exactly <laughs> like your dead wife. Yeah, and he's, dead wife, and he's just like, "Oh yes, I have a dead wife." <laughs> yeah. I had forgot Sadness. about it for a few seconds. Yeah, then this joy that this concert was about to bring. But yeah. thanks for bringing it back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they but, go into their... But, like, this is some sort of, like, the news people are basically, like, you know, spouting out exposition as we're arriving mm-hmm. to this. And it's something like he's invited these bands because he's got some end hunger thing. War yeah, on it's, poverty. It's basically, yeah. like, farm aid or whatever. He's right? declared war right. on poverty. Which poverty. is gather all these bands together so that they come out and... The movie shows us they all come out, perform one song, and leave. Right. Because they all only know one song yes right. which is funny in that we only see three bands though i yeah. thought there was four there was like wasn't there like a rock band some oh that's right there was a rock band like another before. rock band yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah they but, only list three songs in the credits okay but what's funny is like the repetitiveness of everybody's songs 
it, it, like there's a part where they're in the apartment where they're like, do you think she's going to play this song? It's like, like yeah, she's gonna that's play. the yes. only song. <laughs> that's the only song. Yeah, she will be playing that song and no other songs. Yeah. But anyway, everyone comes out and is doing their thing. And most of most of what we're watching is just backstage, like continued shenanigans. Like they meet the premiere and mm-hmm. the daughters and it's just people arriving, yeah, people, people arriving, going mm-hmm. to their seats. There's really nothing. Yeah, not much important happening. happening. And then we see some sinister cooks and whatnot. You know, obviously planning. Oh, a guy sinisterly eating an ice cream cone Mm -hmm. goes up to a couple of guards and they're just like, where's your papers? And he's just like, stab. Yeah. It's like, watch this slice neck blood everywhere. Ice cream cone dropped on you. Ha ha. The ultimate insult. (laughs) Why did he drop the ice cream cone? I I don't know. He didn't want it anymore. Yeah, I guess he was the advanced team because then just dudes start showing up and Mm -hmm. and they so like, obviously, okay, here come terrorists Mm -hmm. and this is never explained, but like all of their gear has been stashed behind walls. Like they have to bust open mm-hmm. walls to. I thought they were breaking into, like, the secured areas from non-secured areas. Were they? Yeah, that, uh, it just—that's what I gathered. From they that. were just—they knocked down walls to get all this gear, yeah. which is just rocket launchers and grenades and shit. And yeah. it's you know, it, the movie almost tries to be clever for half a second because mm-hmm. like they're they're sledgehammering this wall kind of sort of in tune with the song that Dolph's band is playing. I mean, it's just a little bit more effort. It could have been like kick drum smash, kick drum smash, you know. Yeah. But yeah, who knows what the setup was? Like if they went in there while the place was closed and stashed some guns and rewalled the wall, you know, I don't don't know. It's never explained, but there was a bunch of shit there and they went and got it. So now there's a bunch of dudes. They have machine guns. They have guns. Yeah. Uh, Dolph is just kind of lurking around backstage. First, he's just watching Venus like she's pretty hot. Um, there was one point where he was meandering around the lobby and like a reporter tries to talk to him while he's trying to hide the fact that he's smoking weed. And doesn't he have a little charm on his jacket or vest or whatever that has the little pot he, leaf on he it? He does. Yeah, he has yeah. a necklace. He's, you know, he's a drummer in a rock band. Of course he does. But they ask him questions and do not give a fuck about his answers because he's yeah. just like, well, uh, and then they're like, OK, we got to go bye. But eventually he sneaks off to the bathroom to do more weed because mm-hmm. Dolph loves his mm-hmm. weed in this. And Well, I just love when he goes into the bathroom, the way he's looking around is like, <laughs> I need to poop and I can't do it if anyone else yeah, is here. He's sneaking around, looking around corners like he's already started fighting the terrorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. He he goes in and and he's just hanging out in the bathroom for the next ten minutes or so while the bulk of the movie goes down. The dudes come in and they just, they you know they just shoot They're, up the place. I mean it's, yeah, and this movie way more than others. Like most movies, the guys come in, they'll shoot in the air. Okay, everyone's a hostage. Yeah, everyone screams. They're like gunning down the crowd. Yeah, it is very much like holy shit, guys. Yeah. Because they, they are showing no mercy. They're shooting people on the stage. They're shooting people in well, the it's audience. Like, They're just... There's one guy that goes up to the roof and like takes out the sniper that's on the roof. Like mm-hmm. the, the government, the good sniper. <laughs> the, the cover fire. Not not like a... Not, like a like, well, I'm saying like not a guy who's going to assassinate somebody. Like the, the police sniper. And then like they very quietly like sneak through the lobby and like take out like one security guard. And then the next thing you know, they're like coming around the corner and there's two... Like concession stand. Oh workers, yeah, they just murder the they concession just go, stand they just go, people. Pff, pff, and yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and then what, and then you... it's like you know, up and fire on yeah. the, everyone. It's at the time probably you know wasn't that big of a deal. Nowadays, watching it, it's like, 
oh geez this is <laughs> yeah this is very similar to actual world events that have happened recently and it's like eh. but yeah so th- yeah but it definitely puts you in the camp of okay these guys need to fucking die absolutely and sure but yeah so they just they murder everyone they can find mm-hmm. uh, people anyone running they shoot them yeah you know, they shoot everyone on stage except for the the gaggle of girls and they mm-hmm. round them up um and you know just eventually they get to the the russian premiere and the the kids and it's just a group of you know it, the, the people the actual people who we've seen have speaking lines the entire time mm-hmm. the reporter camera person the the girl troop and you know the russian premiere and the two mm-hmm. kids they're all gathered up in a room yeah. and bad guy is here i don't even i don't even know his name not not even the actor but i mean i don't even know the character's name it's just guy frank <laughs> frank terrorist frank bad guy <laughs> frank bad guy terrorist i but, believe it's oleg kazov maybe oh yeah oleg, oleg kazov okay yeah. yeah and you know he's movie bad guy mm-hmm. he's, he's blah i'm here to murder and hold you hostage and read this thing and go out there and t- well at first he's just like hey uh, tv people i want to be live yeah do the things i want to go live right so that's basically like they somehow do the things. well well no i mean like <laughs> it's just an excuse for them to like oh well we got to set some things up so that they can walk around and menace people and yeah. enjoy some vodka and, or vodka and um you know just kind of generally menace around for a bit mm-hmm. yeah. you know while they're like we're, we're still plugging the things and put you live mm-hmm and, uh, you know, meanwhile, the things outside are, are ramping up, but it's like the people outside so don't matter to this movie, really. Like, it's, it'll just cut to them and they're like things and facial recognition. And, and we've got a person on the inside, yeah, but like, I mean, they all exist to give exposition. Right. right. I, yeah. I mean, just unlike Die Hard, it's like nobody outside yeah, contributes no. to anything, no, really. They, they are all there just to be like, give the backstory of this dude, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um. There's there's been a bit where someone try someone was running over to an exit door which people outside were trying to break through and as the oh, doors so opened the door span yeah is that what it was, yeah, it was. okay yeah. so the the doors were wired to explode and so they do and so that guy who was at the door gets blown away and yeah. Dolph who's Dolph nearby it, in the yeah. bathroom gets blown back. And drops his weed, and he says something like, "I gotta stop smoking this." Or well, that. no, he picks it up and like, I think doesn't he take another hit and then go, like, "I gotta smoke this." Shit. Something like it's yeah. like immediately he's just like quipping, and I just, just like, watched my friend die. And yeah, <laughs> he's like, maybe friend, I guess. I yeah, <laughs> but so you know, now mm-hmm. now Dolph is like, "Oh, okay, something's going on," mm-hmm. um, and he kind of exits the the room as a terrorist is roaming the hall. Yeah, it's been checking on how the bomb exploded. Yeah, just to go see what's up. Yeah, and uh, immediately gets into a confrontation with Dolph. Oh yeah, and yeah, they fight for I don't not long, couple seconds. Well, Dolph is just like, whoa, what the fuck? Because yeah. he's still kind of like dazed and not knowing what's going on. Yeah, and the guy like jumps on him and is hitting him, and then just pulls out a knife and is about to stab him. That's when Dolph. Like, That's when oh, Dolph shit. like wakes up and is like, no, yeah, grabs him by, grabs him by the wrist me. to stop it. Yeah. Uh, and then reaches behind him <laughs> and all of a sudden just grabs one of his drumsticks that he'd had in his, uh, in the back Butt of his crack. jeans. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And stabs this guy underneath the jaw, like basically just behind the chin and it comes out his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Stick yep. around. And, 
and, and I mean, granted, we'd seen people shot and you got blood squibs and all that, but this is just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. First of all, I ain't never seen that before. <laughs> I ain't never seen no. no dude get stabbed with a drumstick. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. A turkey leg, yes. Uh, yes. But a drumstick. No, no. no. Mm-hmm. He fell right into my snare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, one point to you, sir. So now we're like, well, he's only got one left. He's going to have to make that one count. <laughs> right. I'm surprised he didn't like pull it back out. Also, he doesn't quip afterwards. He does not. No. Ugh. No, but he, the only quip he gets is like as he's stabbing him, he's like, "Lay off my hair" or something like yeah. that. Or, yeah, yeah, hey, the hair. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, eh. uh, yeah. He t- he says, "Watch the hair." Yeah, and then Stab. stabs him in the neck. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cool death, lack of even like a one liner doesn't have to be punny or whatever. It just has to be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, something." You, know, yeah. you don't have to like it's go punctuate it. Only you know? Arnold does punny one liners. Well, really, James Bond did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, yes. I'm saying like it doesn't have to be a punny thing, you know, mm-hmm. but something that just makes you go, "Yeah." Doesn't have to be a pun, but you do have to punctuate it. Sure, punctuate after puncturing. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, but. So, okay, some some more menacing happens, and eventually the bad guy's like, take the the head of security for the premiere and his buddy out on stage, and cameraman, go out there and record them reading our bullshit that we wrote for them, and we'll have a tape of propaganda. Mm-hmm. So, they go out on the stage to do this, and it's it's like the cameraman and the reporter and... You know, the, the two security guards and a couple of the terrorist guys mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and so Dolph's sneaking around and he, he hears that this is happening. <laughs> and this is probably the best bit in the movie because it's so goddamn insane. Yeah. So he he's looking around at all the musical equipment that's on stage and the camera f- focuses on the, the mixer. And you're like, what? And he goes over to it and just jacks up the levels on every slider on the mixer. Yeah. And you're like. Uh, okay, and then you see him strapping on a guitar. The the only part I got to call bullshit on is he turned everything all the way up. Yeah, and then plugs the guitar in. Yeah, and it's like that would. I yes. don't care how yeah. careful you are. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. gonna make a lot of noise. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. gonna that's gonna blow your speakers. Yeah. Dolph's pretty good though. So happen. he securely fastens the <laughs> puts Fasten. this guitar on, and you just see him slow mo just come around and just blah and like confetti and shit start flying and <laughs> yep. it's like what in the fuck and and all the dudes are just like what and then he smacks the fuck out of one guy with the guitar well, in which it, well, yeah but it, it hits them all like like in the hulk when they hit him with that sonic zapper it, yes. and he's like oh, i can't handle it <laughs> yeah that's what all of them are yeah they, so they're all like just you know in this state of oh god what happened so he he whacks one guy with the guitar which then breaks and then he takes the remaining stick of the guitar and shoves it into the dude. Yep. Should have stabbed him in the neck. Should have. But yeah, he, he stabbed him with no. a double necking. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we're like, is he just going to kill people with musical instruments the whole time? Because that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. But he doesn't. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Flinging yeah. a cymbal like a frisbee. Yeah. Sticks in some yes, dude's head. That's what yeah. I kept waiting for. But it doesn't happen. So. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> <laughs> But like everyone scatters and then he the there's like the senior 
um, guard and the rookie guard, and the senior guard is shot a hundred times and like well, the senior the, guy was dying anyway. Yeah, yeah he'd yeah, already been already, shot yeah. several times. He was. He, he already did like a "I'll see you in hell" thing to the yeah. main bad guy if they were dragging him away. Yeah, so he's he's dying, and he's like, "Here, give my star of linen or whatever to you know my mom. Tell her I love I her, the or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> so. Now Dolph is partnered up with this mm-hmm. rookie guy. Yeah. Who the rookie guy's like, whoa, man. How, who are you? Yeah. And he goes, I'm Joe. No, I'm Joe. And he's like, oh, all, all right. right. <laughs> um, and then Dolph is basically just leading him through. And, and he tries to hand Dolph a gun. And Dolph's like, no. No, I, I'm all right. No, I'm good. Because, again, we're thinking he's only going to kill people with musical instruments. Like he was going to mm. pull out a harmonica or something and go, I got this. <laughs> fucking jab someone in the neck with this. Um, but he doesn't. But they stumble across a dude who was wearing his band's T-shirt. Like they showed him in the crowd at one point. Like everyone is like there for Venus. Mm. And there's this one dude wearing Dolph's band's T-shirt. Like he they have one fan there. Uh, which is CMF CMF which he explains means cheap motherfucker which uh, is what their manager is they named mm-hmm. it after the manager so so anyway, they find this guy who's like injured and uh, immediately like this guy's phone starts going off well no it, they carry him away and as, as soon as they, they drag get, him in the hallway as soon as they get near a yeah, guard a guard comes out and they're like shh and then which number one that asshole went to a concert did have, didn't have his phone on vibrate. Yeah. And don't give me they didn't have vibrate. They had vibrate don't since have the vibrate. goddamn no. whatever they only the flip phone. <laughs> it was this was a flip. No, yeah. this was a Nokia. Yeah, this was like an all-in-one. This was a candy bar. I'm saying like the This wasn't even a flip. What was that? What was the major fucking the, the StarTac? That was the first one I think that had uh, the yeah. had the vibrate function. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying that shit's been around since then. Anyway, but he went to a concert, didn't have his phone on vibrate. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then, you know, gives it away. It's just like, dude, I don't care if this guy's got your fucking T-shirt. Just let him die. Yep. Which, to be fair, there is a certain point where we never see him again. He no, could... they leave him behind. We don't see him again. Yeah, we, but, don't, we don't know he survived. But like, so, you know, the guard was interest was piqued by the phone ringing. And then Dolph goes, mm-hmm. takes his gun and beats him to death. To which the other guy is looking at him like... Uh, who are you again? <laughs> I thought you didn't want to use guns. And he's like, I don't. Um, but yeah, they, they drag that guy to just like a green room or something. And there's mm. a perfectly good couch there, but they put him on the floor and they're just basically like, stay here. Don't say anything. Well, do you want him to bleed on the green room couch? I mean, yeah. come on. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. But Make this that- is also when uh, the guy's like, who are you? Yeah. And he's like, I was in a biker gang. Yeah. And he shows him the, the tattoo and he goes, motorcycles you know what that is right <laughs> and he's like yeah i speak english yeah, motherfucker i'm aware of things on planet earth yeah. <laughs> like motorcycles yeah and and at one point okay so there was there was a point earlier where dolph was sneaking around and had to like cover himself with bodies to hide from the i mean it was real awkward and uncomfortable but he like during this he had like a seven second flashback to something like it was just something we hadn't seen before and you're like what what is that um yeah, it's somebody being shot and him holding them. Yeah. Bleeding out. And eventually he tells this guy, like, you know, one day Colombians or something came for us and I had to. Yeah, they shot my brother seven times in yeah. the chest. And and that's and they're gone now. And that's why I don't want a gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, all right. I was trying to leave that world behind. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. And then th- this is this didn't make any sense to me. So they both go and try like 
landlines that are in this room and they're like it's dead it's dead yeah we can't call out and then and then Dolph is like oh right the guy has a phone that almost got us killed and we just stuffed it back in his pocket let's use that like it's this big revelation it's like dude how did how did you from two minutes ago forget that the mm-hmm. dude had a phone yeah so, also this is 2009 I mean phones were getting to be I, yeah, more they, like everyone had one like yeah that We'd cross the threshold of like that was no longer a oh no we don't have a phone mm-hmm. part of movie yeah well so two thousand nine it's two thousand seventeen right yeah yeah I've had a mm-hmm. I mean I'm just saying two thousand had a phone for like a long time now but this is also it's Russia, also Russia. I'm giving Russia <laughs> a, little, a little bit of leeway but like by two thousand nine even Russia, in Russia yeah. everyone had yeah. some sort of phone at least a candy bar phone yeah but anyway this guy calls out and he's like. I'm a rookie. I, I work, you know, and they Im- immediately pull him up on the computer. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting here thinking, going, oh, this. No, this guy's working with them. And yeah, this is all bullshit. But no, he's totally on the up and up. He's yeah. totally this is his first day. Uh, and then he just starts saying, yeah, and I got this other guy with me. He's a drummer. Uh, <laughs> he was in California and in a biker gang. Yeah. And they look the, it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and they show that the people outside looking at an LAPD. Uh, arrest mugshot yeah of Dolph yeah yeah and and the and whoever the got the FBI or CIA that, guy who's there is like oh oh man that was later though yeah because, it, was, like, it was shortly right, later because this oh, okay. this phone call was like the this, way the way he started doing the uh-huh right yeah. uh-huh it was like you're not really on you're, the phone, you're you? not actually <laughs> on the phone because because simultaneous to their like there's the dumbest thing like they he tosses the phone to him and outside we cut outside and they're like man if only we had an inside source and then you're bring bring chief and it's like it's an outside source <laughs> we just have it we have a yeah. guy on the inside yeah. and and like for a second you're like oh this guy's like part yeah. of the terrorists isn't he yeah. and they're trying to pull this bullshit because like it, it's very muddled and like almost like they're leading you down where there's going to be some sort of twist and there totally isn't a twist yeah because like also there was a bit where like all the terrorists were milling around this bar and the main guy comes in and is like go find any stragglers and murder them and then he wanders out and then the two remaining guys are like that's not cool you know even though they just murdered like 200 people they're like man we got to kill the survivors too that's that's bad and there's basically the Russian Alexander Gudinov, which oh, that's repetitive, but <laughs> so this movie's version of Alexander Gudinov, who's like the second in command of this thing. He like, <laughs> we kept saying throughout the movie <laughs> looks like Balky, but then you were saying it looks like Balky and cousin Larry, both at the same time. Right. He, he really does. <laughs> he looks like, like Balky ate cousin. Larry. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Like the more the movie went on, I was like, he really is. Both yeah. of them together somehow. But there's there's a weird bit where he goes outside and meets with the head guy who's running the outside operation. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we'll give you your alpha team safe passage. And yeah, he does that shortly after they kill the American amb- or well, no, just before they kill the American ambassador. OK, because I, I think he senses that something's going down. All right. Because this guy said it's for my father. It's all a coup, you mm-hmm. know, and we're going to get the money. We're going to do this. Yeah. But. As it's revealed, as the movie goes on, this guy it has no intention of doing any of that. He's just going to he's on a fucking revenge kamikaze mission, basically. Yes. And that guy apparently had an inkling that that's what was going down. So he was kind of hedging his bets, I guess. Maybe because he went out there and he's like, hey, man, um, I can tell you how to get in and do stuff. And, you know, yeah, maybe uh, maybe. uh Get you some know, immunity or something. Here for me yeah. and my partner here. Mm-hmm. I don't get to die. Maybe. Yeah. So the the guy's name is James Chalky. Oh, 
so you can look him up and see this for Chalky yourself. Chalky Takamus. Yeah. Um, and he's actually a Bamcast alum. He was in Gunman. Ooh. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> Gunman. Gunman. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I think we can just go ahead and explain the reveal of this because there's mm-hmm. really not much more terrorist anything yeah. except that the guy, he's he is the guy who, he's the son who got the brains shot all over him after the guy shot his wife and then himself. He's the son. <laughs> right. When the guy's wife got shot yes. by the... Okay. And the Russian premier is the guy who showed up at the door with paperwork. Yes. He was a, a lawyer or judge at the time. Yeah. So he was coming to serve him with papers to say, you have done illegal shit. Mm-hmm. And that guy chose to kill himself instead. So the son just decides, I'm going to murder that guy 25 years later because that's makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm gonna... Revenge is a dish best served cold. Chuck. It's stupid. <laughs> but not cold because you've left it out for 25 years. I mean, that food has been in the danger zone for a long time, and you can't serve that to people. It will kill them. Botulism oh. is a oh. dish best served cold. I, mm. I get it now. Yeah. I, I understand that. You poison them with leftover food. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. now understand that yep. idiom for the first time in my life. Yeah. Fantastic. House cats and uh, seafood. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. House cats and seafood. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but the guy serving the papers is now the Russian president. Right. And that's that's the and main so that's what this whole thing is. is They've murdered all 500 about, people. All about so, getting the... So the <laughs> dear old dad started a coup. Mm-hmm. Treason. Yeah. Uh... Then was being served by a guy, mm-hmm. not you know, just doing his job yep. for the government. Dance battle, and <laughs> he shot himself and his wife. Correct. Therefore, but revenge. But it's that guy, yeah, not the current government guy. No, just the guy who was the messenger. The guy who he literally the just wants to shoot the messenger. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But he, he, throughout this, like he's spouting dumb, like the Soviet Union will rise again and s- nonsense, and you're like, yeah. No, it won't. Shut up. <laughs> You're well, yeah, fucking he's stupid. all like the capitalist pigs yeah. have sold us out for, yeah, it, you know, whatever. But so the rest of this is just, you know, <laughs> Dolph murdering fools at seven minute increments throughout the rest of the movie. Um, none of them in fantastically interesting ways, not like the way it started anyway. Yeah. And, and once they kill the American ambassador, he's like, just to show I'm serious, he yeah. kills him. That's when Dolph's like, the the other guy's like, all right, listen, man, are you going to do this? And he's like, yeah, I guess I have to. Yeah. And, and then up, then he decides he's going to be armed. Picks for the up a gun from there. And then, yeah, it's murdering time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, like at one point, like the reporter and the cameraman have run off and the cameraman gets shot. And then there are just random shots of the yeah, reporter. He almost ensigns out. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. There are random shots of the reporter just wandering around the building for the rest of the movie, and then she runs back into the same room she was in before she ran off, and then says, I'm so glad I found you all. It's like, you literally just ran in a circle and mm-hmm. came back here. They're still here. Yeah. So that storyline means nothing. Nope. She's never really trying to do anything, is she? She's no, just she's, running around. Yeah. She's got some sort of footage and is like trying to escape because it's going to make her all kinds of money. But however, if she just tucked it away somewhere on her really? person and I it 
it, it never felt like they ever. She said something about she because she had some sort of disc because her the what, disc was what she took out of the camera after the after Dolph did his awesome guitaring. Right. <laughs> so maybe it was just footage of that. I, <laughs> I put that on shoot on YouTube. Maybe yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. But like so there's a, I mean, there's a bit later on where the Russian alpha team has breached the building and they're inside. And then, like, the movie has just decided, like, there hasn't been a big enough body count, so terrorists pop out and shoot, like, 20 of the hostages, mm-hmm. and then the Alpha team comes in, they're like, everyone get down on the ground, and the reporter's like, I have thing, I have thing, and the Alpha team is just like, we told you, blam, and they shoot her, and you're like, It's Russian fuck? tradition, you find journalists, <laughs> you shoot journalists. I guess, but, like, this, it's a late scene in the movie, and it mm-hmm. seems so pointless yeah. to just kill a whole bunch more hostages and then the one who survives gets shot anyway it yeah Whatever. it was trying like the movie was poorly trying to basically say she was weaselly you know like i i'm only out for myself and for money but it's okay. like they don't do a good enough job no. of like making her like oh yeah fuck that douchey whatever you know yeah like you know, know like you hate the the, the journalist guy in die hard because he's they give him time you, to be an asshole. Oh, oh, I yeah. just figured out why she got killed. It's because she was dismissive of Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> early in the movie. The, yeah. yeah, that's true. Was yeah. she? Yep. Okay. Yep. Her character was like, uh, so question for you. Oh, right. Uh, weed smoking drummer man. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. We uh, got to go like do something else. Play music. And they're like, cool, we got to go back to the studio. I mean, now. he was a shitty interview anyway, but. <laughs> he was. The Joe. you? Yeah, so uh, he does. At one point, he saves the president's daughter from being raped by one of the one of the soldiers by stabbing him through the top of the head. Which while back, he's on top of the girl. Back up for a second. Not that it's okay in any way, but she's like fourteen. Mm-hmm. And why are any of the other guys okay with this? They're like they all like just kind of like, oh, he's taking her in the other room. Oh, there goes Fred. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you bring Fred. I, I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, you don't bring Fred. I mean, there's been, there's earlier in the movie, they set up with, with Balky Larry and they like set up like that. Some of them are like, I'm not sure I'm cool with all of this. Yeah. And then they're like, I guess everyone that's fine, you know, left behind is cool with mass murder. And, you know, well, they've all been drinking. <laughs> sure. They're just pounding mm-hmm. back vodka because um, they, they kill the American ambassador by just pouring a bottle of vodka down his throat and then slicing his neck, which is they were so adamant that he drink. They're like, you will drink. And he's like, I haven't had a drink in 18 years. They're like, where you're going, you need to drink. And you're like, what are they going to do? Set him on fire? And then it's just like, no, they just pour a bottle of vodka down his throat and slice his neck open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, so she the, the daughter's getting attacked. Dolph runs in and just is just stabbed top of the head mm-hmm. and doesn't is smiling like ear to ear. He yeah, he's just like, well, that was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Jesus, that girl needs counseling for the rest of her life now. Yeah, and Dolph, you're part of it. He stabbed a man in the head <laughs> right in front of mm-hmm. her. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's you know the the, the younger of yeah. the two daughters gets like when all of the all of the, like the terrorist plan is disintegrating. They're mm-hmm. like, fuck it, we're gonna go live here we're gonna like i've this was really never about the money we were asking for at a certain time because they were doing this like at midnight we start killing the hostages one by one if you don't pay us and right. we might start with the pop singer or mm-hmm. the russian premiere or one of his daughters we don't know yeah but their whole thing is disintegrating pop star american pop star girl has run away at one point like because the premiere was like 
I want you to save my daughters. I'm going to create a distraction. Well, he's like, you're the only one they're not paying any attention to. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can go wherever. And it's like, yeah, they and, are. And <laughs> so like he attacks a guy with a gun and she's just like, whoop, 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 whoop. And like just leaves the daughters behind. <laughs> so like, the, was well, really they're like, watching the daughters. I, th- I thought he, I thought he told her like to, it's so dumb because he says like, run away. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. But take my daughters. You're the only yeah. one who can. Yeah. Right, but he didn't say that. I know. He d- I thought he did. Did he not no, clearly no, say no. you have to save my daughters? No, he said you're the only one they're not paying attention to. Yeah. Oh, all right. You can get out of here. Okay. It's I don't weird. know. But she runs away and then meets up with him, but is is completely insignificant. I mean, it's just like she's mostly just scantily clad running around going, ah, you know. Well, he gives her a gun. Well, eventually, yes. But like, because <laughs> like when they converge back together, like shit is falling apart. The alpha teams come in mm-hmm. like bad guys. Like, I will grab the younger daughter. And I think she's strapped with some sort of explosive he at some point. He puts yeah. a bomb on like, her because he takes her down her. to the catacombs. Of and the then it's just like running away. So basically it's like, all right, you got to lead these people to, to safety. And the Russian premier and I are going to go hunt this guy down. Mm-hmm. And so she's leading the team out. And that's when reporter lady gets shot and all that stuff. But, okay. Yeah. But like, you know, so youngest daughter is now in peril. And yeah, it's just. Well, there, there was a bit um, where Dolph and the Venus chick, he took down someone in her presence. And that's when he says the rock and roll is hard. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. She's like, holy shit, what are we going to do? And yeah. He's like, yeah, if we get out of here, I need you to negotiate me a raise. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, how can you be joking about this right now? Yeah. He's like, killing people's easy. <laughs> rock and roll is hard. Yeah. He goes, dying I, is easy. Dying is, yeah. Rock and roll is hard. And she's just looking at him like, who are you? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but then it's just they're in the basement of the building or whatever, and it's your standard like steam pipes and mm-hmm. standing water everywhere, and and you know the bad guy's got the youngest daughter strapped with explosives, and he's like, you know, I'm here, kill me, and yeah. crawl to me or I blow yeah. us all up. So Russian Premier starts crawling over mm-hmm. to him and gets the gun to the head. Dolph's not budging. No, he's like kind of put his gun down, but he's not budging. Yep, and something happens upstairs like another explosion happens or something for some reason oh, they, been a they, lot of they drive happening. their russian rv armored vehicle through the front of the building i thought that it already happened like there's just random explosion that shakes the place and dolph yeah. somehow crosses like 10 feet in a, in a second and attacks mm-hmm. this dude who yeah. had a gun and a detonator mm-hmm. um and they basically start fighting and like okay so dolph is now fighting with the main villain of this they're they're both fairly equally sized it's not just like he's a guy that had a master plan like Hans Gruber in a fist fight would be right. worthless. But yeah, but like he's fighting this dude. Premier dude can't even wrestle with duct tape and get the bomb off his daughter. No, he's unable to get this bomb. off. Like of It's just like, where's that? Sometimes where's she that, just can't get rid of the bomb. Where's that mommy like bus strength thing? You yeah. know, like just like, doesn't have, in peril. It doesn't yeah. exist yeah. in no. men uh, oh. <laughs> or Russia. <laughs> right. But yeah, so like women the, are really strong. But, like, I, Cause no. they're fighting for a while. And then like, Dolph kind of starts losing because, you know, you have to forget to fight somewhere along the way. Sure. And like, he just looks over and like, you know, the bomb's still strapped to him. And, and, you know, it's just, it's constant like, oh no, I'm about to win and explode. Yeah. It's it's like a struggle for the detonator thing. It's just like, he's still got it. He's going to do it. And yeah, but eventually Dolph like kicks him into a pipe, Mm -hmm. just an exposed pipe and, you know, impales him. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, "Eh," you know, and Dolph stands there and looks at him and looks all cool and never fucking says anything. Nope. Like, something, man. Come I on. Yeah. I had a good set of pipes. Yeah, or just, you yeah. know. 
pipe down. Yeah. You're really hitting the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Time but to no, pay no. the piper. Yeah. So, of course, <laughs> even though the dude's impaled on a pipe, he's not dead because you just see him start reaching over for the detonator, which is still... No, in, it's a gun this time. Yeah. He reaches for his gun. Oh, okay. And, like, wings Dolph in the shoulder. That's right. Yeah. And then, like, the Russian president's like, oh, yeah? Right. Lights this dude up. Right. To which, like, steam starts pouring out of the sky. Well, it starts pouring out of the orifices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. To which I basically said it was a real boilerplate ending. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Yes. Oh, oh, uh, Pop Singer Girl did get to kill. Um, for whatever reason, we, we didn't even really mention it, but like, uh, we, I guess we sorted it. Balky, uh, Larry, <laughs> Larry Balky um, got shot in the neck by he did. a terrorist dude and like, you know, fold his whatever uprising thing, which never made any sense anyway. Nope. But survives for some reason. Got shot right through the fucking neck and, and, and is totally like okay. crawling yeah, yeah, yeah. up. And, and he's one of the ones that just like he takes out like four more people yeah. just like with his dying breath or gurgle. Um, and then, and so pop star lady gets to shoot him and is like, that's for my brother, who was also a manager right. or some mm-hmm. bullshit. He was died in the initial attack. Yeah. 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 I, I don't but know. But Dolph had given her a gun and said, look, you just keep firing. It's got 15 bullets. Fire them all until the person falls down. So yep. she unloads the gun into this guy. Yep. So, yeah, that guy's dead. Everyone's dead. Yeah. And then it's just award ceremony. Yeah. The security guy didn't die, even though he got shot pretty good, I guess. Yeah. And gets the... I never really was clear if they, like, re-gifted him the I same metal. I was hoping metal. it was not the same metal, because that metal was covered in blood and gore. <laughs> so uh, that would have been Russian's bad. very good at getting that Recycling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So, but anyway, so they give the, the rookie guy metal, and then they're all walking out, and Dolph is just kind of lurking in the background. And the Russian premier is like, hey, get over here. <laughs> I got a thing for you. Mm-hmm. And he gives him he gives him this box and opens it up. And so watch. He's like, oh, uh, watch. Oh, no, the, the guy, the Russian... Premier, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, because like the kids come over and they're like sign our, sign our CDs, and he's like, mm-hmm. I thought you like Venus, and he's like, don't tell, he, 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 you know, and it's like you can like both, it's fine. <laughs> no, there could be only no, one. They all have to like Dolph more, <laughs> okay, because this is he like directed the Highlander, movie. man. Yeah, so they give him a box, opens it up, it's a watch, and he's like, oh, a watch, and then he turns it over, and engraved on the back, it says Rock and Load. <laughs> Yeah. And right there, you're like, that's the title for your fucking movie right there. Yep. And then to seal it later, he's he's just he's walking outside and the rookie guy comes up to him and is just like, hey, guy. And he's like, what? You could be my wingman. And he's like, no, I'm not going to work for Russia. And so he's like, I got a date. And he goes and gets in the car with Venus and, you know, just basically says. Yeah. She says, hey, I'm still looking for an opening band. Yeah. And he's like, so am I. Yeah. And he's like, ah, driver, rock and load. <laughs> and then they drive off and that's we get, it. We get to hear the song again. Yeah. Over the credits. Yeah. But it's it's engraved on the watch and he says it as like the final line of dialogue in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's your fucking title. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason they couldn't have released that as rock and load in the US and then command performance everywhere mm. else. Yes. They do that shit all the time. Absolutely. Should have been rock and load. Mm-hmm. Minus one jocks for not being called rock and load. Absolutely. Yes. Or minus one increment, I'll say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I do like that the Russian guy gives him the horns as he gets into the yeah. car. Yeah. But he doesn't give them back. No, he just gives them the rock fist. Yeah. He did give horns to somebody earlier in the film. Yeah, the kid yeah. with the phone. Yeah. He's like, with, that was wearing the shirt of the band. He right. went to the concert to see. Like, you stay alive, horns. He was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, no Stargrove. 
No. No. These songs suck. <laughs> yeah. They are they are not they're as generic pop and rock bullshit as you yeah. get. <laughs> Russian butt rock. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not. It's it not. It's not like, even Russian butt rock. It's no. American butt yeah, rock. It just kinda, sounds yeah. like the entrance music for like a wrestler who's just like nobody. The has, worst. Like, yeah. like they're like we don't even give a shit about this yeah, guy. It's just but, whatever, dude. Yeah. Here, you we get had to get this. some session guys in, and we were all like throw some licks on it. Yeah, here's some crunchy <laughs> guitar. Yeah, <laughs> garbage rock. Yeah, yeah. No Stargrove, but uh, Incident Award. N- almost no. Almost that guy. He dies too quickly. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, I blah. <laughs> um, but I'll go ahead and rate it. All right. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and give this one jocks. It's it's not a very good movie, and without Dolph, it's a nothing movie. It's not okay. I don't want to say the the direction is bad. It's not shot well. It's all shaky cam bullshit. Like even when there's nothing happening in a scene, it's just like. They had no steady cam for this movie. It's just the the cameraman is spazzing out. It's and all we watched twenty four, and we think this is how they made twenty four. Pretty much, yeah. So the the camera work is shitty. The editing is especially especially shitty. It is just cuts every two point six seconds for no reason. Mm-hmm. You don't get any time to settle on anything or focus on anything. It's just constant cutting. But Dolph. Dolphin, every time I saw Dolphin this, he made me smile. Like, for some reason, just mm-hmm. Dolph's existence in this movie brought me joy. And for the, the drumstick kill and the ridiculous fucking guitar plan that he did, those two things for me are enough to give this one jocks. The rest of him, he's okay in it. He does say rock and load. He gets a watch that says rock and load on it. They're just little bits of almost greatness in this movie. And I can... I, it's fine. It's 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 Uh-oh. it's fine. Chuck it's fine. Chuck fine. <laughs> it's fine. Mm. One you should jocks. revise that to one. One jocks is Chuck fine. Yep. It's fine. You can watch it. <laughs> That's true. That is a quality about this yeah. movie. Provided you have an I, hour and thirty three minutes. I, yes. Because this is eyes and a Blu Ray player. And well, because this is of the era of shot on video, filmed in Bulgaria, bullshit. Yes. I didn't think this was going to be watchable. I mean, I was mm-hmm. worried about it. It's watchable. It's. Mm-hmm entertaining enough it's just not very good right <laughs> yeah it is placed firmly in like 2009 as far as filmmaking yeah. goes yep. yeah um i'll go ahead and go i i'm gonna be slightly more generous i i was i was close to giving it a one jocks but i think i'm gonna give it two and here and here's why um give me kills that i haven't seen in a movie before even if you don't punctuate them correctly like give me a drumstick death <laughs> and then you know the dude marty mcfly slash alcabong's a man to death <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with these things. Uh, it's, it's a little annoying how useless certain subplots are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a certain weakness for glamor projects like this, where someone just is like, make me look good. And you know, it's like, well, it's you making yourself look good because <laughs> you're wrote and directed and did everything. It's, it's the Tommy Wiseau effect essentially yeah. of like, you know, I'm going to be in this movie and make myself look awesome or think I make yeah. myself look awesome. Yep. Um, yeah. So like there, there are a lot of annoying things about this, but I, I, I think it's because we've watched other of these Eastern European, you know, direct to video type things. And they were so incredibly blah mm-hmm. that I feel like this one is, that much better that I'm like, yeah, no, this is one to see amongst all that other garbage that it, I think I'm giving a slightly higher rating that maybe deserves. Okay. But mm-hmm. 
it just felt refreshing that this was, as you say, as watchable as it was. Yeah. Uh, I can agree with Chuck on the one jocks. Okay. I it's it satisfies me in the violence aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like so many of these movies are just like bloodless, bloodless shots. You know, across a room, and you know there might be some digital blood show up every once in a while, and you know, or dude gets stabbed, but it's off camera. You know that sort of bullshit. And I respect that this movie doesn't do any of that, but. Yeah, it just kind of, it feels very firmly in that. We watched 24, and they did this shit with, like, handhelds, and it, it just, it feels very much like that era of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, the like, in the opening scenes, I was like, oh, God, this is not going to, this is not going to be anything we want, is it? But luckily, Dolph is able to flip the switch eventually. I just wish we got more one-liners out of him, because yeah. it, it feels like, you either have to push all the way in on that and just pull an Arnold or you have to like, don't even go there because I mean, he kind of gets jokey a couple times, but otherwise is not at all into any of that. And the storyline, who cares? Like, yeah. honestly, like backstory of anybody in that movie, it's nonsense. There's no point to any of it. Yeah. But I mean, like the thing is he is kind of, goofy throughout this i mean he it's obviously a vanity thing not i don't mean that in a bad way but i just mean like he is making himself the 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 showpiece of this movie as the drummer and he's kind of gliding above this movie throughout most of it you know as like well i'm the star i'm not gonna die he's also high Mm. you would think all of these things would lead to you gotta you gotta say more things you gotta be you gotta say more cool shit nope yeah. No. I mean, it's the, the the most egregious one is when he when he throws the guy onto the pipe and is just standing there for for a good twenty seconds just looking at his handiwork and just yeah. and he basically walks over and is like Piped let's down. get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I know. See, you're making yourself yeah. mad thinking. About- <laughs> yeah, only it's only one jocks. I, I mean, it's there's a lot worse in this genre as we said, but there's a lot better too. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for Dolph movies. We were, we're mad that he didn't have something in the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. We just need to go. We need to get Dolph and just have him dub in some lines for this right. for us. <laughs> I didn't like this one, guys. Um, no surprise, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give it one jocks because it delivers on a... Right. Okay. I know. Weird. That's fine. Go it ahead. delivers on a few things like guitar smash and i like the head stab to be honest um it's pretty easy yeah he didn't have much difficulty no with it. no it's <laughs> right through that skull <laughs> and they're they're just un, just enough parts where it's like oh that's that's, that's kind of charming it doesn't take up a whole lot of your time i think you could make like a four minute supercut of everything you need to see in this movie and you know have enough time for to play both of the songs once mm-hmm. um but it's just not that good. Like, don't really temper your ex- really temper your expectations going into this. Like, even even though it's a one jocks movie, it's almost a neutral like zero for me. <laughs> it is one of those kinds of movies. I'll say this: I, I bought us this movie a while back on Blu-ray. It's packaged with another Dolph Lundgren movie, so it's two movies on Blu-ray, separate discs. 
it cost a dollar twenty five brand new. <laughs> Jesus, that's worth where'd it. You, where'd you buy that? Fries in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Uh, it's worth sixty five cents. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So if you can get a copy for sixty five cents, or if it's streaming somewhere. It's worth, you know, I think like we said, like you take Dolph, the actor out of this and it's garbage. Like, oh, fuck. If this was a Seagal movie, go to fucking hell movie. Um, or if Dolph wasn't directing it, I think like if, if just some other generic person was directing yeah. this movie, it just wouldn't have that. I, I think enjoyment was coming from it because you knew Dolph was directing it. You knew he'd written it. Yeah. And therefore he was making himself this showcase of it. And it just made me laugh every time Dolph was just sweaty and glistening and shirtless and you're just like come on Dolph Jesus Christ <laughs> I mean good on you but you know whatever so worth 65 cents cool <laughs> man when they reprint that blue they are smacking that on there yeah all right well let's take a break shall we okay, okay. let's <laughs> Right, we'll go back. Hey, second half. Hi, second half. Very enthusiastic about tonight. Okay. Wow, that's where people turn us off. Yep. Zima zing, za. Zig Second half. <laughs> um. So you've got a movie and uh, to talk about a new one. I right? did. Yeah. I watched a movie in the theater. What? Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, I saw Atomic Blonde. Ooh. Which is uh, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the directors of the first John Wick, where okay. he he and the other guy basically split up. Oh, well, I know. I mean, it's still their same production studio. It's oh, just okay. The one guy went on to make John Wick two, and this guy made Atomic Blonde. Okay, okay. Which, which I did not know is based on a comic. I didn't know that either. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I also did not know that this is set in 1989, ten days before the fall of the Berlin Wall. In Berlin, which is a fucking amazing setting to put a spy movie in, Mm -hmm. is basically having to go between East and West Berlin and, you know, all that shit's going down at the same time. And yeah, um, hmm, it's, there is a lot of solid action in this movie, but, but this movie thinks it's way smarter than it is. However, this movie has a ton of style that I ate up completely and it also has an amazing soundtrack however the problem with the amazing soundtrack is it is so on the nose on certain scenes that it's like they googled okay this scene has this 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 and this and then picked the first music result that came out of the 80s okay in that google search and we're like bam it's like at work when uh someone like, like when we're doing design and someone's like man i need a font that does this and they're like, hmm, let me think about it. Is that a car place? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, why don't you use mechanic? You know, and it's like, okay. You know, it, like, it, it's so tangential and dumb, but it's like <laughs> when someone just like Googles something and they just pick that first thing that shows up, yeah. that's what the music feels like. Even though 
awesome, awesome songs. Like the opening credits are Blue Monday with her walking through this dingy European city all gray mm-hmm. with these fucking neon late 80s typefaces all over everything. And it's like my fucking eternal aesthetic. It's so good. <laughs> it was like, oh, I want to watch that on repeat for the rest of my fucking life. Hmm. But as it goes in, I mean, it's it's one of those movies that's kind of like a twisty turny okay double crosses and who's this person working for and who's that person working for and it's one of those cases where they kind of give you enough information to figure it out but then they kind of don't because then they'll have someone else who's tangential to it that's like oh well wait and you're like wait what is their motivation what are they doing and so there's a lot of that kind of fun stuff Mm -hmm. but by the end you're just kind of like i'm just going with this whatever Mm -hmm. and yeah but there is um there is a there's there are some really really good action scenes in that one of which is designed to be a long take thing that everyone keeps talking about and the thing that works in that scene is that by the end of it she and the guy she's fighting like almost can't stand up and they're just like crawling on the floor trying to find items they can beat each other with <laughs> But then each of them tries to stand up and fucking can't okay, and fall over because, I mean, she gets put through the goddamn ringer in this movie. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie in, I couldn't even remember when that had the protagonist get this much shit kicked out of them Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's so close to being like truly awesome, but it's not quite there. But man, it like it, it gets by on so much style and so much of what of what Charlize is doing throughout that movie that I was on board with it. And, you know, having a good soundtrack will do that for me, too. Like, I, I've realized a lot of the movies that become my favorite movies, I get hooked in by having a really good soundtrack. And that's what this has, even if it's just kind of like, OK, <laughs> yes, Everything's going wrong in the city, so of course you're going to play Susie and the Banshees, Cities in Dust. You know, it's like, okay, guys. <laughs> so is it just the script that lets it down? Just It's just not there story-wise? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. I, I think it just, it's like, it's, it's throwing a lot of names at you and a lot of double-cross type stuff, and it's expecting you to kind of keep up, but then when stuff gets revealed it's kind of stupid i I mean (laughs) there's one thing in particular that's really by the end of it that's just like that's just it's it it's kind of it's okay because it's a rule of cool thing Mm -hmm. where it's like okay you know what because you did this i got to see this so i'm okay with it but when you think about it you're like yeah that's pretty dumb (laughs) so yeah but it's definitely it delivers in the action department. I really, I really enjoyed that part of it. And that movie's got fucking style, man. And that's, you know, you know me, like, like th- set something in 1989, 1990. And I'm like, yeah. all right, bring it. Yes. All the fashions are there. Fucking bring it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I can recommend it, but <laughs> apparently it's not going to be in theaters much longer. Yeah. It didn't do well. Yeah. I, it, the theater I was in was full on a Saturday night. So that's good. You know, but it was also luxury seat theater, so there were like forty of oh, us so total. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do wonder how the whole luxury seat thing affects ticket sales. 
because so many theaters, like I know ours around here has moved, uh, the, the tinsel town near us has moved from, all right, we can fit 300 people in here to, well, we put a bunch of luxury seats. So, you know, we can sell a total of maybe 80 in the biggest theater. And I wonder, maybe it just averages out. It's got to. Cause maybe they were only doing 80 in that theater during slow days. Mm-hmm. Just every show's a sellout now. <laughs> yeah. I, it's gotta be something, but I, I, and price of popcorn keeps going up. Yeah. <laughs> That'll pay for them seats. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I didn't know. Um, uh-huh. Our tickets were 10 bucks. D box seats. They had D box seats for that movie. Really? I believe were uh, $18 oh. a seat. <laughs> and I was like, man, <laughs> however, it, I was like, when Jurassic World 2 comes out, we're seeing that in that D-Box, and you're not stopping me. And I was like, fine, you win. I will see Jurassic World 2 in D-Box. Your wife's got a priority straight. She does. She does. <laughs> Good. D-Box yeah. and succulents. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's... Yeah, that's her life, I guess. <laughs> but no, I, I liked Atomic <laughs> Blonde. Just don't expect something too smart. But expect people to get their asses kicked, and you'll be pleased. Well, from a director of John Wick, that's what I would expect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not John Wick. I'll say that. It's not John Wick, and it's not John Wick 2, but it's still pretty damn good. And I guess that guy's making Deadpool 2 next. So, oh. we'll see. Hmm. Uh, so, I, I watched a, a new-ish movie, new this year, new new to the home video market. New to you? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, uh, all right. Live action thing. Mm. Controversial live action. Yeah. Okay. Joint. I mean, let, let me let me throw this out there. I I've seen the original anime. I did not read the manga. Um, oh, manga. <laughs> so, um, I I'll be honest. Like when I saw Ghost in the Shell, I kind of didn't understand what the hell was going on in the movie. I mean, the original movie. Um, and I hate to say it that like this movie kind of made me go. Oh, that's what it was about. I still don't know <laughs> if I've seen Ghost in the Machine or Ghost in the Shell, or if they're different, or if they're different because one's live action. Either of them exist, and it had uh, you know Marion from Indiana Jones in it. I think. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now uh, there's an anime <laughs> thing that I'm I I'm not sure. It well, might be Ghost I, so in the Shell. I don't. They, know. they are not story wise. They are not remotely related. But I always used to confuse before we did it, and you know, D Tank became a thing. I used to always confuse just Appleseed and Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Like story wise, they're not even remotely similar. But um, anyway, so like I, I kind of like the movie, and I mean, I didn't love it. I mean, it's not like something I'm going to watch over and over again. But I was entertained by it as it was happening, and I, I got to say, like, I, I don't understand why they keep attempting to make these live action anime things because it is pretty much a guaranteed lose-lose situation. Like, yeah. fans, original fanimes are, are not going to like it because it's different in some way, or you cast the wrong person. I mean, it's just, you're, you're the never... The target audience is not going to be yeah, into it. Like, like, the people you think you're making it for are going to be 100% against it. I don't, I don't think it's ever worked. It's never going to work. Mm-mm. You know, and I'm not just talking about strictly actual Japanese animation movies. I mean, mm-hmm. like... Eon Flux. I mean, like yeah. everything they've ever tried to do, like that's animated, the like Airbender movie, mm-hmm. you know, like everything. It all just fucking fails. Mm-hmm. And they're usually 
just like this one is a little bit of an exception because I think you can just like watch this movie without any uh, prior information and just go like, yeah, okay, somewhat visually interesting movie, whatever, you know, like you're not going to like, it's not going to win any awards for like storytelling or anything like that. But like, this is one where it doesn't alienate the, the non pre fan, you know, it's just, it's just like they're, they can go in and watch it and kind of figure this out. The other ones, I feel like if you didn't already have some knowledge of what was happening in like Ian flux, it was like, if you watch that movie, you'd still have no idea what the fuck was happening. <laughs> right. Like mm. it, it was just like made for people of the series and people of the series were like, this is kind of terrible. So fuck it. You know? So I, I just don't know why they keep trying this. It's like every couple of years it's, it's time to try it. Like this is going to be the live action animated movie. Yeah. Anime style animated movie. Cause apparently people can't get enough of these live, live action Disney adaptations. So they're just going to do these forever. See, I keep waiting for like the, the live action anime movie to come along. That's ma- going to make me interested in the source material, mm-hmm. but the movies are always so bad that I'm just like, no, I don't want any more of that. Yeah. <laughs> None. So, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. Dragon I mean, ball. Yeah. I mean, this movie, <laughs> it's, you like dragon ball? I, I, I'd say this that's really not fair, Chuck. That, that's like comparing the book to the movie. Oh, it, it really does seem to be that way. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, this this movie is, I mean, to me, it's interesting enough alone just for the world building. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the world building in this movie was pretty fucking fantastic. Um, even if you strip out what the plot of the movie is about, I think you could just watch this movie and be entertained by the world it exists in. I mean, the it, it's like it, it all feels like that ne- next logical step to like. All right, if Blade Runner was at night, this is like during the day. Like, you know, we can just have giant fucking holograms all over the place and right. it's all advertised, advertised VR, you know, world where it's like people are just obsessed with getting the latest, greatest tech implanted into them kind of thing. Like and like you know, it's just it's true cyberpunk, if you will, whatever you want to call it. And like mm-hmm. I, I you know, I, I struggle because like I I, I get the complaints like I mean there there are plenty of reasons to have the problem with quote-unquote whitewashing and this movie in a way kind of addresses it because this is like supposed to be some sort of different kind of future where like yeah we we may be in this Asian city but like we're not necessarily saying it but it sounds like the U.S. is probably a complete shithole. So, you know, now and, um, all, you know, it's just like it's like the, the cultures are very mixed. It's like, you know, this is a people have all migrated place. to yeah, this yeah, big like, city. Like they've all come here. Like yeah. it's it doesn't make it right. I don't know. But I mean, it's like it kind of goes somewhat to explain why someone made an attempt. Yeah, to... they made an attempt to say, like, well, this is why okay. this is, you know, I, I, I don't know. You, you know, if that if that's your problem with it, fine. You know, if you don't like that, Eh. <laughs> I, you know, it's just in this movie, it was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess <laughs> like it, it seems fine because I, I don't want to get into like the story details, but there, there's more going on that will even explain it even further, but it's, it's spoilery and I don't want to okay. even remotely get to it. Like I said, my point is I feel like I'm talking a lot about this movie and it's just, it's worth a watch because like the set, the, the set design and stuff is cool. If nothing else. It's visually interesting. Yeah, it's very visually interesting movie. Hmm. So, like I said, I just, I, it was one of those movies where I was like, this is the movie everybody hates because this is kind of all right to me. <laughs> this is, you know, my, it's one of those turn average, off your, yeah, turn off your average brain, movies look at cool stuff and deserve all that, yeah. all that attention. Yeah. If it just, if, if this was just a movie about cyborgs and shit 
and wasn't based on something else. People were like, yeah, movie's all right. And I just like, fucking fuck that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. So, BJ. Yes. I heard you've been watching some TV. I have been watching some TV. <laughs> Sorry, I was deciding which one I'd start with. Um, I finished the most recent season of Orange is the New Black, and I feel like that show is getting back on track. Like last season, I don't, I didn't really care for. Interesting. Um, like it was good, but well, no, I've I've heard some people say, "Man, this season goes off the rails." It does, but not in like, not in the story. Like it, weird shit happens. A bunch of like crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's basically the prison riot season. So all sorts of insane shit happens. Okay, but it's really good. Okay, um, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of good drama. There's a lot of good comedy. Um, I I feel like they got back to doing some of the stuff they were good at, mm-hmm. uh, which is the interactions between the prisoners and um and some of the relationships and drama that happens with those. Uh, I think they have written themselves into a corner, though. I don't know what they can do if they do another season. I think they're what else can you do? Where can you go from where it ends? Is is what I what I wonder. Um, hmm. I I don't think that they I don't think that they have an out, and I think that may be a problem with uh, the stuff that Genji Kohan tends to get involved with. Is they like weeds? I think it was like season four or five. It was like, oh, what do we do now? All right, uh, Mexico fire. <laughs> crazy shit um so i don't know i i don't see where it can go from here and still be as compelling as it was uh that yeah when a show starts spinning its wheels that's when it's like yeah i mean i don't think it's spinning its wheels i just think that they wrote themselves into a corner oh okay yeah i i I liked what it did, mm-hmm. but I can't see where it can go from here. That so I think next season will be spinning its wheels, oh. probably. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that we get some really good stuff out of Netflix uh, occasionally like that. Um, the other thing that I, that I started watching, mm-hmm. or I finished that starting this, I have decided that I'm going to catch up on Game of Thrones Mm. And the last episode of Game of Thrones that I watched was the second episode a week after it aired. Oh, second ever episode? (laughs) Second ever episode. Jesus Christ. The week after it aired. (laughs) So. But you're a book guy. I'm a book guy, yeah. Oh. So I I know all the things already, except for all the stuff that you guys that are current now know, because you guys are ahead of me. Well, just wait till you get to blank i don't have to wait because (laughs) it's been all over the internet (laughs) every single second of every single day starting from the second that it airs um which is fine Mm -hmm. i it's really shitty for people who are trying not to get spoiled but Mm -hmm. i enjoy seeing like the you know all the crazy gifts that come out after each episode like because I've accepted that I'm going to get spoiled on that. And I know it's like contrary to my big like fuck you if you post spoilers sort of mentality usually, but I've given up. 
So I'm enjoying. Well, it's probably it sounds like it's to you how the comic book movies are to me. Like I know enough about the universe that there's probably not going to be anything they show that's going to shock me. You know what I mean? Like in a trailer, well, yeah. whatever. Like it's just like, yeah, all right. What story are you adapting, and how are you changing it? Well, I mean, they're <laughs> they're beyond they're beyond the book story now, right? I know, but point. I mean, like so, I'm saying, you're, you're yeah. well versed enough in the universe. It's like, eh, I could have guessed that was going to go there. Yeah, sure, yeah. something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just got so inundated it sure. inundated by it, and I knew I was so far behind that I just stopped caring, and then I sort of embraced it. But I am already um, on the second episode. I started doing this, I think, Sunday night, and I'm already on the second episode of the second season. Oh, man. Um, I've been power thrusting my way through Ew. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, um, They do some really gross shit in uh in that first season and i'm not talking about just gore there's some there's just some honestly gross shit yeah and um <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's uh eh. there's plenty more gross shit to come i know i know there's a bunch more gross shit to come yep. um literally uh <laughs> but that show is so well made i and they really like they really fly through that first season. Like so much happens. Like mm-hmm. they will go through three weeks between a fade in and fade out or fade out and fade in. Yeah. Like, all right, well I'm going to bed three weeks later. Ah, all these things have happened. And then I know, I know we're going to have a, a season where it's like walking through the desert for, for five episodes, but <laughs> they really cruise that first season. Um, and they, they're just setting all sorts of shit up. Just having seeing it from you know from the side of already knowing what's mostly what's happened. Um, they're just building blocks everywhere. It's like it's like they're they've taken the you know that big red tub of Legos that everybody had mm-hmm. or Lego mm-hmm. building bricks. Um, so the Lego Corporation doesn't come after me. <laughs> And just rip the top off and dump it on the floor and spread them all out. That's what they've done the first season. And you know what they're going to build because you've already built it before. But um, it's really good. There's some really good performances. Uh, The lady that plays Caitlin Stark, Mm -hmm. she is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the dude that plays uh, Jamie Lannister is Mm -hmm. also fantastic. And the guy that plays Varys, the eunuch, is mm-hmm. fantastic. And the guy that plays Littlefinger is fantastic. I can't think of a bad performance on that show. Like, I'm trying to think, like... I don't like Sansa. I don't like the girl that plays Sansa. She's young, though. Give her time. She is. But it's... <laughs> she was literally a child. <laughs> yeah. I think Arya, the girl that plays Arya, is Maisie... Yeah, is that her name, Maisie Williams? Yeah, yep. Um, I think she does a better job than the girl that plays Sansa. Okay, and I know I I know Sansa's character is kind of a biatch, but but you know, I don't think it's a very good performance either. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm having a lot of fun watching it. And uh, if you are in the Banffcast Discord, uh, then there's a channel in the discord and i am posting as i'm watching these episodes so you can kind of follow along and we can chat about game of thrones if you need a link to that discord just find our twitter page at bmfcast and there's a uh, 
there's a tweet with the link, mm-hmm. or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmfcast. There's a link there. I'll put a button on the main page. I'll find a Discord icon yeah. and slap it up there. Well, there you go. Get you rid of that, that Stitcher too. icon. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So people can visit the Throne Zone. <laughs> yes. The the Game of Thrones channel is called the Throne Zone in honor of the best Twitter account on the planet, the Share Zone. Uh, so dumb. <laughs> yeah. So join me in the the Throne Zone. Okay. Great. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you mentioned Catelyn Stark. Yes. She shows up in Harry Potter hey. and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, uh-huh. a.k.a. Harry Potter and the kids bickering in a tent for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I finally uh, got back on the Harry Potter horse, that magic horse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Catelyn Stark Griffin. is is uh, Hermione's mom. She doesn't have any lines, but she shows up in a very brief scene in the beginning. I was like, oh, shit, that's her. If you're in that realm, you will get cast in all those things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and uh, also, Donald Gleason is in that as well. Really? Yeah, I he's uh, one of, he's the oldest Weasley brother who That's... doesn't show up until the very last. Yeah, when because I look and I'm like, I know that guy. Who the fuck is that guy? And then I had to look it up. But I was like, oh god, it's Donald Gleason. Yeah. <laughs> um, that movie's not good. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that movie's not good. It's uh, a, the 500 pages of them arguing in a fucking tent mm-hmm. is my least favorite section of any of the Harry Potter novels. So it would stand to reason that, yep, it was my least favorite section of any of the Harry Potter movies. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you got to split up two movies... You know, split. If you didn't want to make a five-hour movie and you wanted to make two two and a half-hour movies, that's fine. Give the first one a fucking point because this is the second movie now where they basically just spin their wheels doing nothing, mm-hmm. and they and shit only kind of happens in the last half hour, and that sucks. Like, like it's just it's it's so deflating to watch this movie and just be like, ugh. You know, everything that went down at the end of Order of the Phoenix, it's like they lose all urgency for dealing with any of that. And this one feels even worse than than Half-Blood Prince did, because at least that one, they were like, all right, we need to learn more about, you know, about Voldemort and figure that stuff out. And this one, they're like, all right, we know the stuff. Now we have to go find the stuff. And they don't. They just don't. I mean, yeah. to the point where one of the characters is like, hey, man, did Dumbledore ever tell you anything that was worth anything? And Harry's kind of like, I guess he kind of didn't. Nah. Now we got to figure it out. And it's like, then what the fuck were you doing that whole last movie? Yeah. It, it, man. Yeah. It, it's a very disappointing movie. Though I will say, like, when they go to the Ministry of Magic and there's kind of an action scene... That part's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, near the end, the best part of the movie is when they actually tell the tale of the three brothers that explains what the Deathly Hallows are. And is this very cool. Suddenly it becomes like this Kubo and the Two Strings animated sequence of this whole story of these brothers and, you know, how they cheated death and the objects that they were given because of that. And it's like, holy shit, this is like being in a different movie. But. It, it that movie loses so much because there's no hog there's no Hogwarts in it whatsoever. 
They never go there. They show the kids on the train going there, the other ones. Oh, right, yeah. But they never visit there once. And it gives the movie this weird... And because the bad guys have taken over and it's like, all right, yeah, Nazis are in control now, just so you know, you know, all that stuff is happening. And it becomes almost like this weird... It becomes this weird, like, post-apocalyptic thing because these kids are basically just hiding out in the woods from all, like, these raiders that keep coming around. They call them snatchers. So that kind of works because I appreciate that Yates has made three very different Harry Potter movies, despite, you know, all being in the same series. He really did. Yeah. (laughs) They feel very completely different from one another. Like you would not have guessed that the same director has made these three movies because this one, I mean, there are just some beautiful, beautiful landscapes that they put these kids in and then they just soak all the color out of them and make them hate each other and be angry because, you know, they're being, they're basically being hunted down by, you know, the oppressive rule of the land. And they also kind of ruin Umbridge in this one. I'd forgotten about that. Because in, in the other one, Umbridge is basically just like, nothing's wrong, don't worry, oh, life is good, trust the government, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And this one, she's like, oh, you're muggle? Well, you're fucked, get out of here. You know, like, <laughs> it's basically like, you are not human, get out of my magic realm. You know, like, she's just become straight up, you know, straight up Nazi lady. And, and it kind of ruins the subtlety that that character's motivations had in the earlier movie because the earlier movie was very much like bureaucracy taken as far as it can possibly go into just ruining everything. And in this one, it's, it's no, I'm just, I'm an evil, you know, genocidal bitch. And so that kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's disappointing to take a character that had depth and kind of snatch it away, which is what they do. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's another movie a setup for the last movie, which makes it even more pissed. They took out all the wizard duels that were in at the end of the sixth book because they were like, oh, we're going to have wizard duels because they're going to be all fighting at Hogwarts in the end in the big battle scene. And no, they didn't do that. So I cannot imagine like if you were basically waiting like from 2007 to 2011 for something to fucking happen in these movies. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of glad I hopped off that train back when I was first watching them. But Yeah. So that's why I don't watch any of those, like any of those things that I know are like a series of books that are going to be made mm -hmm. over a period of time. I don't, I'm not, I'm not spending a year and a half, two years in between each one, getting all worked up about casting changes and Mm -hmm. all that, you know, just like, just fucking make your movies and then I'll watch your story. Yeah. So, and I'll admit, I kind of wondered if Dobby was ever going to show up again Mm -hmm. because Dobby's a, a constant presence throughout like the second through the end book. Like, like he's, he's in every book. Mm hmm. And granted, they took out the whole like house elf slavery storyline, which, yeah, good call. Good call not going there in the movies. But um, yeah, he Dobby shows up for the last 20 minutes of the movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, Dobby's here mm-hmm. and Dobby's better. Mm-hmm. Dobby's not the Jar Jar he was in the first one. Nope. Yeah. So that's good. So, you know, Dobby gets a little redemption here, but yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll be watching the last one before the next episode. Maybe. Great. We'll see. Cool. I I just know, (laughs) I just know like the movie fades out and the credits start and Mm -hmm. Jen just goes, really? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is why I kind of stalled watching this one for almost a month because it's not good. Hmm. Not good. 
hopefully the last one is good so that I can kind of redeem this whole Harry Potter journey because I feel like I haven't liked any of them except Order of the Phoenix. Yep. Like three, four, five I liked. Five I loved. The other ones, nope. They all have good stuff. Yeah. Like there's good Yeah, like there's the strength of the base material, but it also shows, you know, why adapting a book is so damn hard. Yeah. Because again, like, like it feels like they tried to fit everything into this one and that's why they made two movies. Mm-hmm. But they also added like this weird scene where they dance in the tent that wasn't in the book. And it's like to a weird Nick Cave song. And it's just like, what are you doing, movie? Like, you're fucking bad. Stop being bad. Got to get that in there. Got to get that tween mance. I'm just starting <laughs> to feel like these movies needed to like eventually someone needs to remake these. I'd be totally fine with them remaking these. I have a problem with it. At some point. And do it. Just do it fucking right. You know, like, or do it, damn, Showtime or HBO or whoever. Like, mm-hmm. give them a budget, let them do it week over week, and, you know, see, like, all right, we're going to do, like, seven seasons worth of Harry Potter. Well, like, and, a Harry Potter HBO series would be fucking dope. I mean, it would be great. Because they could put everything in. Yeah. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, they, they better, like, you know, have a little bit tighter production schedule on that one if they yeah. want to cast the same kids and have them grow up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that becomes the issue. Yeah, they and also that's don't why... have to worry about an old man dying to death in the middle of <laughs> yeah. production. Well, that was sure. their own fault for yeah. casting him when he was like No, I mean, I mean, the writer of the series dying oh, to death. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought you were talking thought, about Dumbledore. Yeah, no. no. They shouldn't have done that either. <laughs> yeah. right. It's a bad idea. But, I mean, I, geez, I look at Ed Harris and Westworld and I'm like, oh, man, I don't, you can't, are you going to build on him because... He's not looking great. I mean, he's getting up there. That's by design, though, for that show. I know, but... Yeah. Ed Harris is fine. I hope so. He's fine. Okay. Just don't tweet at him. He's fine. Uh, I won't. Do not tweet at him from the <laughs> Well, if he's Chuck, account. fine. We need to get him to the if, hospital. Son if of a Ed bitch. Harris has a Twitter account, I will be very surprised. That dude looks like he would just punch a computer to death. <laughs> if someone tried to give him one, he would just go, What the fuck is this? Smash. So. So, anyway. You guys want some uh, emails? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one, uh, first one we got, is from Tobias. Oh, hey, Tobias. Yeah. I know what? him. <laughs> Former Banff Petcast guest, Bamcast alum, <laughs> Tobias. Yeah. And uh, I've seen one, his face. I've been on our person. show with him. You have. We so, recorded that show twice. <laughs> we did. That was not a good night. Um, that was pre uh, free streaming. <laughs> So we didn't have a streaming copy to fall back on. Oh, man. Yeah. I felt so bad for Tobias that, that was night. That might be the worst <laughs> second half we've ever done because we did it twice and all enthusiasm was sapped from it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> this one is uh, Valerian Hot Take. No Ooh. spoilers Uh-oh. is the name of the email. Okay. He said, just leaving Valerian, the latest Luke Besson movie. My hot take is that this would be a great movie with a stronger male lead slash general cast chemistry. This is a perfect Sean William Scott vehicle. <laughs> I was wondering what movies you guys had watched and thought, this movie would be better with Sean William Scott. Or if I guess there are too many, what movies almost hit for you, but weak chemistry at the lead stopped it being great. Except for my official Bulletproof Monk phone, Tobias. Oh, Bulletproof Monk is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> that play that movie is every not better. It has Sean William Scott. It is not better with Sean William Scott, oh. though. They played that so much on FX back in like 2005. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that and the replacement killers were just always on. Hmm. Uh, is it 
movies that have to be specifically inserting Sean William Scott? He said, or just oh, movies oh. where the general oh. chemistry of the leads just doesn't work. Gotcha. I have one. Yeah. I thought about one. So this this is not a knock on the movie itself or the casting, but it's kind of like a if I could go back in time and fix something, I would go back and do whatever it took to convince Sean Connery to make Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Mm. Only because I think that's the movie that should have been the finale for his character. Yes. Um Yeah. And, and or they should have been like, shit, like we got to change and not because that's that movie's too heavy in the mythos of John, uh, James Bond to like be a incoming Bond's first movie and only movie, unfortunately, yeah. you know, so like just getting him to like be like, here is your crazy ending. Bye. You know, <laughs> and then like, you know, yeah. Lazenby or whomever gets the next one. I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Okay, so Sean William Scott was in this movie, but he was not one of the leads. Mm. Maybe he would have been better as replacing the one lead who you will know as soon as I say the name of the movie, which is Cop Out. That movie's Mm. garbage, and it's mostly garbage because you can tell Bruce Willis does not give a fuck about being in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean William Scott is in that in a small role. I think if it had been in him and Tracy Morgan, that might have been better than a guy who just clearly stopped caring. Mm Mm-hmm. Possibly. I think Sean William Scott should have replaced Dolph Lundgren in command performance. No. No. <laughs> no. Considering no. Dolph, was, Dolph the only... was the only good part of that movie. <laughs> yeah, no. I will say I like later day Sean William Scott movies more than I do early Sean William Scott movies. I, I think like that early era where he was just like, dude, bro, eh, eh, you know, it was just like, man, fuck you. But then like later when it got to like... um shit what's the what's the one paul him and paul role models him and paul rudd yeah yeah Mm -hmm. stuff like that like later day he's like in his 30s now and he's not just you know 20 year old douche dude bro guy but Mm. i'm sorry i i I still actually legitimately like dude where's my car oh i fucking hate that movie with every fiber of my being (laughs) (laughs) every fiber of my being okay (laughs) Have, have you watched it lately no okay no I could be wrong. That uh, that it's been known to happen. Was once it or, once hey, or a thousand? Was times. been a period of time where I was just like, you know what, these movies are garbage. I only like fine Miramax motion pictures. <laughs> but, okay. So yeah, I I, mm. I think about stuff like uh, Ocean's Eleven and mm-hmm. how like George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts are supposed to have like this amazing relationship, mm-hmm. and they have like negative chemistry. <laughs> like you get the feeling that they just flat out don't like each other at all yeah you know and you know yeah except i think the problem is is that they're actually really good friends like friends friends yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah plutonic it, friends. it's just like but like them supposedly being even an ex-couple hold like holds nothing in that movie you know and it's just and the music and everything is trying to present her as like this amazing woman and like she doesn't have any chemistry with andy garcia either but I think that's kind of the point mm-hmm. with that. But with Clooney, there's there's even less, which is kind of, I don't know. It, it just seems very odd for someone like Clooney who, and maybe that is the thing, the whole friendship thing is fucked it up. But, you know, because he almost always has chemistry with the female leads that he's with. You know, he's got the only good performance out of 
Jennifer Lopez in any movie was with him. So it's always weird to me when the, when you've got these people that you just like, you can just tell they they have none none of the chemistry whatsoever, but they're still supposed to be the romantic leads of a movie. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm gonna apologize to Sean William Scott. Uh oh, his filmography is all over the place, so it's not like I can pinpoint early era versus late era Sean William Scott. It's just that he he will have a run of bad movies and then suddenly will make something I really like. So he he's just he has some unfortunate choices along the way, like the Dukes of Hazard and Southline Tales and Bulletproof Monk and Evolution. Man. But he was in Road Trip and Final Destination early on and those two movies are great. So yeah. sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, Valerian. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have the complaint about uh, what is it? Dominic DeHaan. Is that his name? Mm. Oh, yeah. Dean, uh, Dean DeHaan. Dean DeHaan. That's what DeHaan, it is. DeHaan, DeHaan, yeah. DeHaan. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's just a guy who, like, I haven't liked him in anything he's been in. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen him in anything. There's a lot of those dudes lately. Oh, he was in the the crummy <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. <laughs> the crummy the Amazing crummy. Spider-Man yeah. 2. <laughs> that's why that movie didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. Th- though I'm still curious about A Cure for Wellness, but it's... Because it's Gore Verbinski, but oh, right. my understanding is it's still like two and a half hours. So that guy, visionary director Gore Verbinski, that dumb fuck <laughs> needs to just hire an editor who's like, "All right, listen, man, we're gonna get it to one fifty nine, Gore. We're gonna do this." He's like, "No, it must be like three fifty nine. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. He's yeah. I I totally don't know how I didn't get that that he was the just looks like he has a horrible disease. Harry Osborn in the Amazing Spider Man too. I mean, I just do just like his eyes look like, are you, you have something? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> are you, you okay? Need, do you need an IV? Right. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> an orange slice. I use an Imagine Dragons video, too. All right. Is this uh, one with Dolph? I, I, I yeah. 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 I, I just, I don't, I don't like him anyway. So, yeah, I could see not liking him in Valerian also. Jeff, you're going to see that. Better hurry to a theater, too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. Do you want a voicemail? Yes. I, I want a voicemail. I do. Me three. Hey, BAMCast. Is... Wait, hold on. Hey, BAMCast, shut up. I'm trying to talk to BAMCast. Turn your radio down. Sorry, those guys are such jackasses. Okay. It's Polly here. Uh, I was calling literally in the middle of the live stream to go ahead and re- make another recommendation for you guys. This is a uh, 1996 uh, thriller movie called The Sweeper, starring C. Thomas Howell, otherwise known as that guy from Secret Admirer and that guy from Soul Man. Oh, and I guess he was the big brother in E.T. or something like that. I, I don't know. Anyway, this is a fucking, like, just crazy fucking movie. Uh, so the plot of it is, uh, see Thomas Howell as a, uh, young Thomas Howell, uh, <laughs> is witness to his family getting murdered because his cop dad, uh, witness, or, uh, helped take dad. down a crime syndicate by literally plowing through a pier to do so, which is kind of great. Uh, he grows up to become a super violent cop that has, like, more kills than arrests at some point, I think. Anyway, 
he gets indoctrinated into a, a secret group of super vigilante cops and is nicknamed, or I guess given the title of, The Sweeper. Uh, it is fucking nuts. Like, gun violence everywhere. Just every bit of plot is just a setup to another fucking action scene that involves, I don't know, probably at least ten guys dying and everyone. Uh, there's a lot of explosions, a lot of cool shit. There's uh, an ending sequence that is just fucking phenomenal, and I will not say anything more about it. Go and watch it. The Sweeper. Sorry, See Thomas Howell. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything else. So uh, this is Pally out. Later, Bamcast. Crash and burn and all that shit. Uh, sent from my fucking box of Little Caesars pizza. Hold on, I've got like three more. You guys like pepperoni? Go ahead and take a couple slices. Come on. Uh, I want to note that is by the director of Rage. I was gonna say it's the same production company. So. Yeah. Yes, yep. on the list. Yep. Everything from that production company is yep. on the list. Yep. <laughs> yeah, see Thomas Howell, huh? I'm I just, Howell Thomas Howell. I, I, he, he also did mention that Jeff Fahey. Yeah. Yeah, is, I believe his father in that. So he's probably not in it long. Yeah. But still. See Thomas Howell of Cross fame. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like Cross should come up more often. Why? Because there were like 98 named people it in does. that movie. It comes up all the time. It, <sighs> all those people in Cross are... I feel like the, there should be like a six degrees of Cross. That's our six degrees. That's it. Cross. See <laughs> hmm. Thomas Howell, like, he fell hard, and then like all of a sudden he's in that LBJ movie with Woody Harrelson. Like, that's a major, like, big release movie, and I'm like, wow, good for you. Good on you for getting back on that horse. <laughs> well, you probably got off the horse. And yeah, yeah. Probably helped. Yeah. I don't know. I've always thought C. Thomas Howell's fine. He was in Red Dawn, so that gets him a pass. Mm-hmm. Cried a lot in that movie. <laughs> but they all cried a lot in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. He works. He's got 200 acting credits. 200 hey, acting credits. That's 200 more than me. Mm-hmm. I have one because I put myself on IMDb. <laughs> you did what? No. I did. Yeah. For what? I added my show, my web series. <laughs> because there was one time you, you hid under your desk and did it. I'm an actor. <laughs> Whatever. They let you do it. <laughs> well, we have an, a web series that's Add 300 it. episodes long. Yeah. Add it. You had it. Get it. Get it. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like something to do. <laughs> you got to pay like five hundred dollars to submit your headshot, though. So what? There's that's, no picture. That's what of me. you're busy doing when you're busy with shit. Uh, you're adding yourself to IMDb, right? Yes. You vain. Right. I'm not editing prick. the nine thousand podcasts we make. I'm I'm putting myself yeah. on IMDb. Yeah. So that so that tie-dyed wizard dude I found from that one movie paid like $500 to have that headshot put there? That's pretty Maybe awesome. he did it before you had to pay $500. Or is it just, are, you, are you just saying like IMDb Pro? Is that what you need no, to have it? No, to add a headshot, oh. you have to pay some ridiculous amount of money. Okay. It's probably $10, but to Chuck, it's $500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's a small man and that, dollars right. are large. And dollars are bigger than I am. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> that's not how inflation works. 
Yeah, it is. You get a little pump and you... <laughs> the money. I'm going to be rich. Oh, that's true. Until it goes... <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we, we kind of covered contact information earlier, but do you want to well, r- I mean, run down some of it again? We did We did touch on it. Um, BMFcast.com. That is the website. BMF at BMFcast.com is the email. 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 9105569263 is the Garfield phone. And uh, like I said earlier, we have... Uh, we have a Discord now. If you uh, if you know what that is, then I don't you don't have to. If you know what that is, you don't have to listen to this next sentence. Discord is sort of like a chat thing. It's like IRC. We had considered doing a forum type thing on the website, but this is free and easy. So uh, you can chat real time with other BMF fans and us sometimes. Um, and there are a bunch of channels that you can that you can look in on and discuss different topics and so. Check out the website for a link, or check out uh, Facebook. We got a link there too. And that's it. Come chat with us. Listen to our other things. Download the things. Rate us on iTunes because we're really fantastic and we deserve your five star ratings. And uh, I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast out. See you next time. I love you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>